0: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
1: Oh, yes, it sure is. Here we go. Here we go. Comedy alive live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not pull the fire alarm in the Capitol over the weekend. Democratic Representative Jamal Bowman did... And claims with a straight face that it was all by accident. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. I mean, come on, man. It's a messy day on the show. We're going to clean it up with some help from Battle and Bill Hammer, co-host of America's Newsroom, uh, a guy who is, wow, rooting hard for the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Uh, They took the field again yesterday. And uh, long story short... (laughs) not the best 888-788-9910 if you want to help boost hemmer spirits if you want to help me get through today's show it is going to be a food fight of a day in politics i always you know derisively refer to this show as you know top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world well uh if ever there was proof that we have entered that world it is today
2: we have people in washington that don't know what they're doing
1: what a mess, and that of course, the Trump sound clip uh parallels with real Trump sound being generated at a courthouse in lower Manhattan right now. As Trump is on trial for in civil court, anyway, for fraud, we will continue to update on that as well. But 888 788 9910, if you want to be a part of the action, also the number if you don't want to be a part of the action, you just want to call me up and call me names, great. Uh, maybe you'll save me some money. I usually pay for that on Craigslist at the end of the week. So read me the riot act if you are so inclined. But whatever you do, be a Republican, be a Democrat, just do not be a. There it is. Happy Monday, everybody. If you're watching fail I will be on Gutfeld tonight with the king of late night, Greg Gutfeld, in the 10 p.m. hour. If You want to check that out. Uh, it's live ammo tonight because the writer's strike is over. And we should be going uh, head-to-head in the ratings with the Colbert's of the world, the Jimmy Fallon's of the world. All the activists masquerading as comedians will bring their partisan hackery back to your TV set tonight. So check it out if you're so inclined. Tune on in to Stephen Colbert.
3: No, God! No, God, please, no! No! No!
1: Well, here's a comedy option I got to get out there. And you know how I say I tell you things on this show before you hear them anywhere else in the world, before you hear them on TV, before you hear them on social media? This is confirmed. This is announced. Fox just signed off on it. My schedule is clear. If you're listening on KKFT in Reno or KUS, uh, KSUE out there in California, okay, it is confirmed Saturday night, December the 2nd. I will be returning to the Carson Nugget. <laughs> Diamond Dave Landau was there over the weekend. He announced on stage Saturday night that I was returning to the, to the Nugget on December the 2nd. I had not given him permission to do so. That's just how white folks will do you. <laughs> but that is how he did me. And we have, in fact, gotten the day cleared. I am thrilled to get back out there. So if you're anywhere in Carson, if you're in Virginia City, if you're hanging out in Reno, at the Paradise Club, whatever the hell you guys are into. OK, the point is I will be there Saturday night, December the 2nd. It is going to be a bender. I'm flying in in the middle of the afternoon doing three shows at the Nugget. I will be back out the door Sunday morning at 6 a.m. So in the words of the great Bob Seger, we've got tonight, who needs tomorrow, that kind of thing. Get your tickets at the Nugget right now. OK, in the meantime, we will get back to my day job as a radio host, shall we? So some of you hear me say a lot on this show, and it's. It's been said quite a bit since I took this show over on March the 9th, 2020, is you got to be a mutter if you want to make it in horse racing in this day and age. If you want to make it in radio, it's just the same. You know, in horse racing, the adage mutter means you got to be able to run on a sloppy track because you never know what the conditions are going to be on a given day but the ability to run when it's sloppy gives you a huge advantage over the other horses who have a more one-dimensional approach to racing. When it comes to covering politics, when it comes to covering the news of the day, you really got to be a mutter because you're never running on a clean track anymore. Like, as we get on the air right now, okay, we had a, just a straight up, it was, you know, they avoided a shutdown on Saturday, but it was a congressional clown show. And as that's going on, OK, you got Trump on trial for inflating his re- value of his real estate downtown. Joe Biden gives his ridiculous uh, interview yesterday. Uh, you know, about the state, <laughs> the state of the country and I keep forgetting I'm president. But the point is, it was a mess. We've got all this 2024 food fighting going back and forth. Matt Gates is trying to oust Speaker McCarthy. We're going to get to all of this with Hemmer. But the point is, it's just a mess out there in Washington right now. That's true. That is true. Okay, it's a mess everywhere you look. Really quickly, just to kind of give you an overview... I might normally talk with a take on one issue out of the gate. Like, I think this is the most important thing facing us in a given news cycle. I think this is where we should focus our energy. Today, it's, it's a grab bag, you know. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's a potluck dinner, and everyone has brought garbage uh, to the dinner that we happen to be hosting today. What the hell is the world coming to? I do not know. Uh, but Jamal Bowman, uh, over the weekend, Representative Bowman, uh, was – Apparently, I guess the best way I could assess this for you is there's a huge, you know, deadline. They're trying to avert a shutdown, get a bill passed. He's, you know, decides he's going to stall the House vote as they're corralling votes and support. And the Democrats are trying to pass their own bill in the Senate, which would put them ahead of the House. Uh, Jamal Bowman goes out and pulls the fire alarm. Well, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of. What the dumbest thing you ever heard of is not that he did that. Although to be clear, if we're judging him by January 6 standards,
4: he should be
1: behind bars. Every Republican would tell you that. That's what Twitter descended into over the weekend. Well, if pulling the alarm to obstruct government business, okay, it's the same statute that hundreds of people were charged with on January 6th. Technically speaking. Bowman broke that rule. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. But he's trying to, with a straight face, he's trying to claim what? Well, I didn't understand that the alarm was going to go off. The only problem there is they have photos of him pulling a fire alarm. Okay? A fire alarm. Not a door. Okay? Because the Democrats have posted signs. They all oh, look at these signs that are on some of the doors in the Capitol. This is what he was confused by. You are so full of shit. Because the picture shows him clearly pulling an alarm-marked fire.
5: Oh,
4: wow!
1: Yesterday, the Democrats in the House, of course, trotted out AOC to make the case. AOC is a dope. To Jake Tapper's credit, he stood his ground on the fact that Bowman's explanation doesn't make sense. Listen to this, clip 20.
3: He says it was an accident. He thought pulling the alarm would open a door... Uh, based on the fact that the doors to his right there were locked and there was a sign that he said he was con- i think someone said it was confusing I- i'll be honest it uh, doesn't really make sense to me his explanation mm-hmm. have you talked to him w- w-
1: yeah. what's
6: going on i there? mean listen i think if you actually do see some of the photos of the signs i think there's there's something to be said about the government's about to shut down there's a vote clock that's going down the exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed
3: so he pulled the fire
1: alarm. So- <laughs> oh,
5: shut up, woman!
3: <laughs> There's
1: a vote clock that's going down. He wanted to get out the door, so he pulled the fire alarm. Is what she says.
4: What would you do with a brain if you had one?
1: Okay, Jamal Bowman is in Congress. Is he dopey? Yes. Is he a shameless race baiting buffoon? Yes. Okay, but he knows the difference between a fire alarm and a door handle, mainly because the fire alarm he's caught pulling is not on the door, it's on the wall.
6: Oh, wow!
1: Okay, but here she is trying to jump in uh, with the rest of her explanation, clip 21.
6: And so the idea that there is somehow any kind of equivalence to someone who is actively trying to clear up a situation that he himself admits he's embarrassed, he released a statement last night, he apologized, and they are protecting someone who has not only committed wire fraud, not only defrauded veterans, not only lied to congressional investigators, but is openly gloating about it, is absolutely humiliating to the Republican caucus.
1: What is she even talking about now? I don't know. Okay, but understand, Jamal Bowman, oh, he's embarrassed. He was confused. Would you stop it? You're insulting our intelligence. There are photos of him pulling the fire alarm on the wall. We all know what a fire alarm is, okay? But anyway, here's the rest of her explanation, clip 22.
6: They are protecting someone who has lied to the American people, lied to the United States House of Representatives, lied to congressional investigators, but they're fire, f- uh, filing a motion of, to expel a member who, in a moment of panic, was trying to escape a vestibule? Give me a break.
1: When she try- I just to be kind, I don't know the answer to this. If you want to call in, you can tell me. Is she saying that about Trump? Who is she saying that about? She's saying that about George Santos? So she's saying they're protecting George Santos. He lied to the American people. Folks, if lying to the American people is a crime, Joe Biden is out on his ass right now. Tell him like it is. (laughs) I mean, George Santos. I didn't actually know that that was the explanation. So what she's saying is you can't expel Bowman because you're protecting George Santos. Well, the game changed when it comes to lying. Okay. We have a president that is openly saying when he was leaving the Senate, he talked Strom Thurmond into supporting the Voter Rights Act. Except there's one small problem. Biden left the Senate in 2009. Strom Thurmond died in 2003. And the Voting Rights Act was passed in 1965.
6: We have a president that is clearly not all there.
1: If you talk about all the things that have been lied about, I mean, George Santos is a mom and pop Compared to Joe Biden, who said Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. Wrong. Never talked to his business partners. Wrong. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. And again, I don't want to get into a sideshow about this. But back to my earlier point about how if you want to work and talk radio, you've got to be a mutter because it always winds up being a sloppy track for you to run on as a horse. <laughs> But the big reason why is because of the people in Congress. This is embarrassment. Congress has an approval rating in the single digits right now. Okay, we pay their salaries. We send them to Washington, and they are like clowns, just embarrassing. I don't think Jamal Bowman's going to jail. But did he interfere, okay, with an official government proceeding the way people did on January 6th? Yeah. Okay, okay. I understand they ran into the Capitol, was a lot more violent. It was different. It was everything in between. Okay. But that doesn't change the statute he violated. I'm not saying he's going to go to jail, but the fact that we're even having this conversation is so indicative of our representatives in Washington not taking their jobs seriously. Everybody wants to be an influencer now. So for Bowman, that was his good trouble moment. I'm going to go out, pull the alarm. I'll show these Repu- white supremacists, patriarchy, transphobic. They're killing us because of climate change. I stood up to the man, broke the law, and pulled a fire alarm. And the Democrats are like, yeah, hero. And the Republicans are in their own food fight. Gates wants to get rid of McCarthy. Okay, Trump is on his own trial, which, to be honest with you, is being overzealously targeted by Manhattan prosecutors. But at the same time, Trump opined at his rally on Friday that it's time to start shooting shoplifters. Now, you might agree with that, uh, as his audience did. They applauded. But it's hard in one breath to say I'm being overzealously prosecuted and then in the next breath say shoot anybody who steals an iPad. You dig? It's a mess. Okay, I'm not here to point fingers. I'm just telling you that the week we're about to have in talk radio, okay, nail those horseshoes on extra tight because it is a sloppy track. And it's a sloppy track because of clowns in Congress like the AOCs of the world, like the Jamal Bowmans of the world, okay, for AOC to get out there with a straight face with a straight face. I was an accident, a Republican, George Santos, Trump, the wage gap, whatever you want to tell me. Women are oppressed in this country. It's clownery. You see, AOC is an Instagram influencer. Congress happens to be her side hustle. They're all trying to race to the top of Mount Clickmore. Get me the most tits. Get me the most likes. Look at me Go. But you understand if, like, this is the metric, which with how we define success in Washington, there's a reason the country keeps getting defeated. Congress, you're at 9% in the polls. Take off the red nose and the big shoes and stop hitting each other with buckets of confetti, okay, because you're all a bunch of clowns. But it's happening, this circus, to the detriment of the paying customer, which in this instance is the taxpayer,
4: Green New Deal really blows Our knowledge is a fountain The driest fountain So dumb and everybody knows AOC Whoa, AOC. AOC. AOC That dumb woman, though She's all over She's wrecking the country. Hey, you'll see. Oh, you'll see. Back down, woman, low. She's running her party. Hey, you'll see. Hey, you'll see. Back down, woman. She's wrecking
0: the country. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
1: All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenix Total Tea. Nugenix Total T. it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenix Total Tea Testosterone Booster has testophen, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenix Total Tea before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total Tea when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword jimmy text now you'll get a bottle of NuGenix thermo x the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast it is absolutely free your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword jimmy it's 231-231 and you enter the
3: keyword jimmy texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages consent not required to purchase message and data rates may
7: apply This was roll call
3: vote number 513. That means it's the 513th time this Congress has voted on the floor of the House. Are you telling me that the first time you didn't know how to get to the floor of the House
8: (laughs) for the 513th time they had to call a vote? You suddenly had to pull the
3: alarm? Oh, how convenient your, your excuse is.
1: Hey, hey, hey. That is Jason Chaffetz telling you the truth. Okay. When you look at what's going on in Congress oh, you don't understand. Guy was lost trying to get across. I mean, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. If you voted 513 times, okay, and you suddenly get called and you don't know where to go. You were lying your ass off. Dude, it's embarrassing. Okay. It's just not reality. Okay. And again, We've accepted this level of behavior. The whole point of me doing the show the way I do, the whole point of me trying to get people to be like, yo, we're all getting screwed, is because we're all getting screwed. You dig? And the fact that people on the left will defend what Bowman did. You know, there are people on the right that will defend with some of the clownery coming out of McCarthy and Gates right now. It's not acceptable. Okay, we pay their salaries, and they're underperforming. So I'm telling you, you know, the old vote, the bums out. Here's a newsflash, guys. Got a lot of bums in both parties. And I know it's convenient to just focus on the one party you're not a member of. But the truth is, if you look around, okay, they all suck right now as I'm speaking to you.
9: Thanks, big government weenuses.
1: There it is, Fox Across America, your main man Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910 is the red phone if you want to be a part of the show. Also the phone number if you don't want to be a part of the show and you just want to tell us why. You know, I would never be on a program such as this, Mr. Fallon. If you're just joining us, so much of the conversation is centered around Representative Bowman pulling a fire alarm in Congress. This next guest knows an awful lot about Sound and the Alarm because he's a Bengals Uh, fan,
5: uh, 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 co-host
1: of America's uh, (laughs) Newsroom. Not in his Joe Burrow gold chain today, oddly enough. Whew. But it'll be back on before long. Bill Hemmer is here, and the crowd goes wild. Hey, buddy, hey, how you doing? Whew. I'm fine. Uh, and you please, to,
3: please have a seat, folks.
1: I'll give you a second. <laughs> uh. they worked up, as you would imagine. Hemmer, he not only he crowd crowdsurfs to the studio on a normal day, mm-hmm. uh, but today. I was,
3: thought I was spot on time today. I'm sorry about Radio that. Radio clock. No, you're can here. Can I can I add something to mm-hmm. your initial comment about um, the Burrowless <laughs> Bengals? It's hard to win in the NFL when your quarterback can't run. It's tough. I gotta be. (laughs) Let's just start there. Not Um, good. Uh I have my own personal policy. Mm -hmm. I've lived away from home forever, Mm -hmm. and I'm a huge Bengal fan. And Jimmy, I just found myself in the dark corner of a bar on a bright, sunny after Sunday afternoon. Time and time again, seeing my team lose. Mm -hmm. So about seven, eight years ago, before the big turnaround. I said, I will not commit my time on a sunny Sunday afternoon sitting in the dark corner of a bar begging a bartender to put on my game <laughs> in the corner with no audio unless,
5: uh-huh.
3: unless they're at 500 or better. Okay, fair. So I was golfing yesterday, and I did not have to sit through <laughs> Ever. taken back his life.
1: He took it back. I respect that. Well, listen, man. The good news for you is the division soft. The Steelers QB, you know, Kenny Pickett's out. He's not division any good when he's soft.
3: Out. They got the Baltimore Ravens. Well, I'll give you that. The Cleveland Browns. I'll give so you that. But Watson, what I'm saying is, Watson back. was hurt. They that, got that, beat that, up yesterday.
1: That, that league is that, that comp that division is smoking listen, hot. Good. I, I tried to hand you a silver lining, and you put it down the mail chute <laughs> and it's sorry. out on the sidewalk. <laughs> okay. I was trying to pick you up, little chicken I mean, soup.
3: It's the same team that they had last year, essentially, dude. This same three
1: weeks team. ago, we were sitting in this studio giving, we were having the, you know, we're going all away speech three weeks later it's i didn't even watch the game so i feel like i owe you a emotional life raft do you dig i yeah. care hammer
3: oh, i appreciate i that. care that's Thank all you. i'm trying are to say are you
1: jets or giants uh listen i grew up in a raider house that's but right. i ultimately in my early 20s evolved into whoever covers the spread i know you're not you're not a gambler but the first my the first jersey my dad brought me was a plus 10 it was a plus 10 jersey i think it was a, ten, a plus 10 and a half jersey. Oh my gosh. different houses Hammer.
3: Jets, jets got screwed by the way yeah the refs yeah, they got screwed.
1: So I mean, I I my my assumption here is, you know, they need Taylor Swift's side yeah. winning the game.
3: What's your theory on her by the way? Go ahead. Well,
1: listen, great entertainer, great for the league in terms of chi- uh ticket sales and fan interest, but it could backfire just the same if this relationship doesn't work out.
3: Oh, Jimmy, who cares about the relationship? I know. I know. That's not what this is about yeah, at I know, all.
1: I know. What we're, we're, no, we're, were selling you, seats, sorry, we're, we're selling jerseys, we're bumping it. Well, oh, that, yeah, me.
3: yeah, the NFL wins that yeah. way, okay? Yep. But she's going to win because she's got a movie coming out. Yep. Big and time. she wants to have a huge opening weekend.
1: Yeah. And she's going to get it. Oh, no question. Because you know what's interesting that you say that, and this is why he's the host of America's Newsroom. Okay, <laughs> it's the other metric. A lot of people say, oh, you know, the NFL benefits so much from all this Taylor Swift heat. And no, undoubtedly they do. But Taylor Swift is also pulling in a new demo.
3: Big time. No one ever talks about that, though. Not just that, but she's out there every day of every week leading up to the big launch. Yeah. And it's 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 genius. It is genius. It's a viral campaign. She spends zero money and wow. everybody's talking about her every hour. So, okay. so Hemmer says
1: once the ticket sales are counted, she's gonna eighty six number eighty seven.
3: Eighty seven may eighty six her. I, <laughs> oh, I don't man. I don't know if any is there is there something there? The entire I mean, do do you feel it? Uh
1: uh-uh. uh. I said last week on your show, celebrity relationships are carnival goldfish we get so excited about them when you take them home in that plastic bag filled with water. Yeah. But you usually see them floating in your toilet within three oh days, God. you know, and mommy mm-hmm. has to give you that speech about yeah. he swam off to be with his family. Yeah. I had to give one of those speeches once mm-hmm. and instead I didn't do it. You know what I did? I looked what? my son in the face. I said, these fish are crap. They prey on kids like you. <laughs> Don't waste my $5. I was operating on a taxi salary, okay? Really? Yeah. If this was five years later, I would have maybe gave him the story. Uh-huh. Kid wanted, the fish wanted to see his family, Goldie swam off i looked him right in the face i said lincoln don't be stupid
3: you have a margin for error in this in this world
1: you gotta That's defense wins championships
3: we, we gave my niece a, a goldfish for christmas she was five mm-hmm. she's now 32 and immediately everybody said what are we gonna call it yeah it's so one of the kids said floater
5: <laughs> I was, uh,
3: i'll be dead by dawn <laughs> fish lived 15 years stop it in his own little in his own little tub and just kept going yeah just kept going floater those floater lived for 15 years let me hold on here
1: because now we're cracking a case here this could become a fox nation documentary i mean this Uh okay was floater an ohio-based fish
3: yes yo hold on
1: jenny's dad dave in wapakoneta ohio Had two carnival fish. He kept increasing the size of the tank, and they lived 15 years. Uh Butch lived 15 years and was, uh, I mean, he was a massive. He was a formidable fish Uh Till of course, one day he became floater. Right. But about if you bet the over in Vegas, you made a lot of money. The, The over was a day and a half. And here. Butch battled on. See, this—this hope abounds, Hammer. Yeah. Hope abounds for your That's goldfish great. of a team is yeah. all I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, really quick, Bill Hammer landing. hope abounds.
7: You see beautifully. there?
1: Let's really quickly, let's talk about the big TV moment that occurred on our network last week, which was, of course, me hosting Fox News Saturday night. I think it's all anyone's talking about. Let's Absolutely.
3: be clear. I stayed home. For okay.
1: It. Uh, Perino uh, said to you the morning after she didn't think there was a breakout moment. I agree. Uh, that was my takeaway. Having interviewed most of the candidates, I thought people had good nights. Yeah. I thought it was, I think it was a good, a better moment for the party than a lot of the crosstalk would allow it to seem like, because it was substantive. Uh-huh. So I thought, th- in that regard, I thought it was good. Okay, but this is my question. It has nothing to do with the debate itself, but so much DeSantis. Did you happen to see DeSantis on with Bill Maher or any of those clips? I did
3: not, but okay. I heard it was. Well, this is it, my. Qu- it was interesting. It
1: was interesting, yeah. and he he stood his ground on certain things. Okay, but the question I had for you is because I had we had DeSantis on the show. He was funny. We talked about Rocky movies and baseball and he was funny. So my sorry, question, you led him, right? Yeah. Okay. But but even so, he was funny. He had chops. The question I have, and it's not even DeSantis specific, but you've been around enough of these campaigns that you might have some insight here is do consultants sometimes try to shape a candidate in a way that's not naturally
3: who they are? Can someone be overcoached? I, I think in this, ca- I don't think there's a lot of consulting here. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think I think he and his wife are the team. Wow. That's what I believe. Okay. Right? Fair. Could be wrong. Uh uh-huh. um, How do
1: I? Hmm. Hmm. It's tricky. But are you, re- I, are you look, ready?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Give it to me. Are you ready? <laughs> so he came to Fox mm-hmm. on nine eleven. Yep. Of this year. Mm-hmm and met with a bunch of us, telling us where he thinks his campaign's going to go. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. All off the record. Mm-hmm. I won't share anything with you. Sorry. <laughs> that, that <laughs> Thanks sounded, for that. That sounded... Bill Hemmer's on that, the show. He's killing that, his mic when I he was, so chooses. I was in poor taste. No, I loved it. That was great. So here's a guy who's been in Anbar province in Iraq. He's mm-hmm. been Fallujah. He's mm-hmm. been in Gitmo. Yeah. 9-11 inspired. 9-11 changed his life. I thought for sure that was the lead of the meeting. Yeah. I'm in New York. Yeah. I'm at Fox. Mm-hmm. September 11th. And it wasn't. I was like, hmm. Wow. Went up to Matt the words. I said, you know, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Mm-hmm. It ba ba its what it is. Yeah. I felt in that debate, he was quite effective. Yeah. And I'll tell you when he was effective. 10.02 mm-hmm. East Coast time on the issue of education. Yeah. Boom. Knocked mm-hmm. it out of the park. Yes, yeah, sure did. Came on my program the next day. We were tap dancing in and out of... um. Some hearing yeah, on the yeah. Hill, mm-hmm. and he came on for 12 minutes, and I I thought he was sharp. Yep. Ron DeSantis will never say, uh, yeah. or um, never happens. No, he's got it down. He just barrels right through his answers, and he's got a lot of policy ideas to talk about. His campaign mm-hmm. hinges... On getting to all ninety-nine counties in Iowa, yep, and he's going to do it within a month. Yeah, he's going to make a big deal out of it. It's going to be a big splash. I I would guess. Mm -hmm. I don't think any other candidate's going to do that. No, and I think it leaves an impression of the folks who will caucus in Iowa.
1: A hundred percent, and I think for him, it you know, it's kind of shaping up like a do-or-die state. I I don't know that it's do or die, but I know the stakes are awfully Mm. high. What did you think of the Mar? You brought that up. Well, I liked the pushback specifically, so he— well, Sorry, Marr was it with, funny or was it just intellectually challenging? He had a good or... funny moment, but he—you see, he's at his best when someone comes at him, okay? When they come at him with something he feels confident in refuting. So I agree, said, I agree with that. Mar goes, I love what you did on COVID, but you supported election deniers. And before Mar could, you know, get his dig in— uh, DeSantis made a point to say, well, you and all your friends in Hollywood actually scripted commercials telling the Electoral College not to support the will of the people in 2016. And he got an applause break from Mars' audience, which, again, is very effective he, he, counterpunching. He did his homework. Yeah, no, no two ways about it. And the thing about DeSantis and this election as a whole that's so fascinating to me is so I consider DeSantis a guy who he, you could elect him president tomorrow. We could, I could go to bed, and I feel like I'd have competence in the office. I think the challenge is no one's running for president anymore. It's all class president. There's yeah. the metric to get the gig is different. Now. My
3: my feeling about Simi Valley um, mm-hmm. was the same feeling I had about Milwaukee a month prior.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: The room, <clears throat> there was something missing in the room. And yeah. what's missing is the fact that everybody's shooting for the silver medal. Yeah. Now, could that change in mid-January? It might. I Mm -hmm. just laid out a scenario where it might if DeSantis is to come in the first place in Iowa. But right now, I don't see it. I know. Now, there was a Wall Street Journal poll that came out three weeks ago, and they asked, among Republicans only, I believe the number was 46. Mm -hmm. 46 of those who believe if if Trump were to get a conviction, they would no longer support him. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Uh I watched him walk down that hallway Mm -hmm. live on TV today. Uh-huh. And make that five-minute statement. Yeah. And I thought, boy, the people who love him are going to be really ticked off right now. Yeah. Really ticked off.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And the people who hate him are going to be doing backflips. Yeah. Um, But I, I think after watching that today, time and time again, mm-hmm. the impression's going to be made, Jimmy. And yeah. That's, you know, 51 percent of people who vote or caucus are going to think that this guy's getting legally persecuted.
1: Yeah, that's part of the problem. It's they're almost they're almost helping him. And that's what's fascinating about the whole thing is that I don't think it's a referendum on Trump. You know, people on the left go, oh, look at this guy's, you know, being charged with everything under the sun. But people on the right and I think a lot of people slightly left of center also don't see the integrity in the DOJ the way they used to. So as much as it's a referendum on him, I think it's a referendum on where we've gone as a country. Unfortunately, right? Sad. I don't like saying that. That sucks. That's not fun. It's not fun. I I agree with you. There was a time when anyone got indicted for anything. You got a speech within 30 minutes about spending more time with a family, and they went home and bought one of those carnival goldfish, and that was that. (laughs) But you don't have to give that speech anymore because no one one believes in the Justice Department. So it's frustrating. It's hard to watch. But I, I agree with you. That we're in a very unique moment in this election because on the other side of the aisle we've got a guy who is so committed to not running in Gavin Newsom that he's getting on every network he can to tell them he's not not running. running. In fact,
3: he's still not running. In fact, he's debating the other governor (laughs) from Florida just so everyone knows how adamant he is. Yeah, that's right. Which should be
1: pretty good, actually.
5: (laughs) I'm thrilled. Should be
1: pretty good. I'm thrilled for that. That that one's going to be excited. Uh, I think it's going to be really exciting. Uh, I think. For Newsom, there's no way you could tell me he's
3: not undermining Joe Biden by doing that. Mm-hmm. Would you not say? Well, I mean, he's going to show that he's entirely competent. Yes. And if you watched his give and take with Hannity a couple mm-hmm. of months back. Yeah. He was good. Oh, he's got game, right? In the moment, no, he
1: has real chops. Yeah. I've watched it. Uh, so, can I ask you this? Yep, As a, a boxing
3: fan and a gambler, <laughs> I'm two for two on that, right? Yes, Describing you, you? <laughs> uh, like, what's the uh, what, what's the what's the pre-bout card read on uh, Desantis v. Newsom? Do, do you know what I actually undercard fight? Do you know what I actually think is going to
1: happen? I'm, de- I'm declaring it's going to be a split decision, and this is why I say this. I that's what I think. I think DeSantis' side is 100% going to think he won because he's going to stand his ground on things like COVID and the fact that everybody is migrating to Florida. One of his familiar refrains is, growing up in Florida, I never knew what a California license plate looked like till I became governor. It's a good line, yeah. and it's probably true. You probably didn't see him. So he is winning in terms of substance, but he is getting in the ring with a guy it's hard to lay a glove it's on. It's pretty
3: good. It's really yeah. – he doesn't get yeah, a it's hit. It's pretty good. So here's what I think. Uh-huh. I think DeSantis goes in as the underdog. Yeah. And anything on the upside – is a win is a win because he's fighting, and, and if he can be funny, as you're describing him now, he had chops. Yeah. He's but he's going up against Pernell Sweet P. Whitaker. It, it is going to be like the it's going <laughs> to they're going to fight so hard on policy, yep. right? So i I feel that this can be a very dry confrontation, yeah. mm-hmm. but I think between the two of these men, mm-hmm. they can make it very. Interesting, hundred percent, and spicy. Both of them have records, mm-hmm. significant records. They can uh, they can talk about.
1: Yep, no, 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 two ways about it. Bill Hammer is in the studio. We're sizing up the November thirtieth yes, debate, sir. hosted by Sean Hannity, who I got to say, mm. really since I've started doing his show every Thursday and I really put that guy in the map. I think yeah, it's what you hear a lot in the green rooms of yes. Fox. They say thank God for that. Well, Fela I mean, guy. it's not
3: just the green room. It's the hallways all <laughs> over this place. And you, know, and you know how big the building is. You, and a lot of folks who work here. So, you know, <laughs> they're not always just text messaging each other. Actually voicing I, I, it's voicing funny. out loud yeah. audibly their support for. Yeah, it's crazy. The, Jimmy guy, the guy who does
1: the windows, I heard him on his platform uh-huh. lowering himself. He was apparently in a cell phone conversation. Like, thank for the failure yeah. guy you know what yeah. i mean yeah. it's about time how did he put himself on the map i laugh but you know what sean has been doing uh and he deserves a shout out for this and i've continuously given them one is we do his live audience show on thursday and he allows me when we're done on the air i work out my stand-up act for his audience because they're phenomenal. Is that right? Yeah, they're in town. They so get a you get bon- your, You move to the. They get a bonus hour of coverage, uh-huh. and he'll sit there and like American Idol my act.
3: He'll be Simon Cowell. Is that right? I'll give you a yes. Is give that you during a no. the four minute commercial break? No, no, at the end of the-, the show. And Sean hangs around. to listen Yeah, he to hangs it? out. Come on, long material? What do you do? Ten minutes? Yeah, fifteen, twenty. Oh, I he love it. He throws a few
1: footballs. We sign him. It's great. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. No, it's great. It's funny because like most of you know most of your stand up material you work out in clubs in front of drunk people. This I actually probably. Consider that better than what we're doing. I agree. I'm, I'm actually working it out in front of people that are diving to catch Co- a Nerf football. Correct,
3: correct, <laughs> and like, they're sober too. D- <laughs> uh, does Sean realize that you know he, he needs to give you a little bit of credit for? Yeah, no, he's great. Putting him on the map. I
1: think he knows. I think it's understood. Oh, at th- I knows. think it's understood at this point. Uh, but it goes without saying. Uh, I I kid, but I do owe him him a producer's credit for this special because at least 20 minutes of my act have been developed yes. on his audience. And what,
3: what's the date on that? That's <laughs> October 13th. That's Friday that's
1: night, Huntington, New York. Yes, the Paramount. Friday night,
3: October the thirteenth. Uh-huh. Hammer.
1: It's going to be a banger. Is and all I'll w- say. When
3: do I need to confirm? You're on the guest list. I, you let I me got, know that. Week. I got the invite. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So you could work it out.
1: You, could, you Bill Hemmer, can, Bill Hammer. You can work it out the, day off. Slip in the back. Yeah, yeah. If okay. you're coming, let me know. I'll give
3: security a heads up because the joint's going to be jumping. It's nuts, and it's going to be packed. It, it packed. And If you don't RSVP, you're going to be locked
1: out. No, that's, that's a true story. That's a true story. And we're up against a hard out, but commercial break. Hammer will always have this. Peace bro.
0: <laughs> this is Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon.
1: There it is. Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon. Shout out to the great Bill Hemmer. Always a blast to talk politics with a guy who is upfront with all of these candidates on a substantive level. You know, they come on my show and get, you know, what was the best Rocky movie, bro? <laughs> If Rambo, Rain Man, and the Flash were going out the Pizza Hut, you know, I'm giving you the person behind the politics, but it's interesting when you really do delve into the substance of what's going on in Washington right now, because it is such a food fight, and we're going to get into it in the next hour. General Caldwell is coming by uh, to weigh in on crime and non-punishment. Remember crime? it We don't do that anymore. Crime, it's now crime and non-punishment. No one's going to jail. Stores are getting looted. We've really just inverted the basic premise of childhood. Remember you used to play cops and robbers? Cops are the good guys. Robbers were the bad guys. They've kind of inverted that now. I think, I think the kids could fix this country.
0: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. On a wild Monday episode of the show, Gianno
1: Colwell stopping by in this hour. My man Joe Mackey, a writer on Gutfeld, Uh, he will be joining us in hour number three along with comedian Ken Krantz to try to restore order into this country. Uh, 888-788-9910 if you want your voice heard in this audio safe space for cool people where we say every day. You don't have to agree with us. You just have to be in on the joke. We're not going to sit here And listen to you badmouth the United States of America. That is all, okay. If you live here, you hit the lottery. Is it a mess right now? Absolutely, okay. We're we're. (laughs) This is a country that really is in need of a leadership change. Okay, the people running this country have no idea what they're doing. I'm Kamala Harris, and
10: I approve this message.
1: Okay, it's one of the reasons why you're seeing as many Gavin Newsom media avails as you are. The guy keeps saying, "Oh, I'm not running." <laughs> I don't want to run in 2024. You're liar. <laughs> he's like he's so committed to not running, he has just scheduled a primetime debate. Against Ron DeSantis to be moderated by Sean Hannity. You know, that's how convinced he is and convinced he wants you to be that he's not running. Because, you know, when you're not running, what you do is you go out, you schedule a primetime debate so you can make the case uh, for your presidency, for your governorship. Okay, he's out there doing this for two reasons. One, he has seen the polling on Biden. There's a Monmouth poll out right now, right now, today. That is two thirds of the country saying he's not mentally fit to keep doing this. Biden's lost his marbles. Now, in theory, okay, if he had a strong vice president, he'd already be gone. But the reason he's not already gone is because he's got a vice president that's polling behind him.
4: Kamala's awful with her weird laugh.
1: (laughs) Ha ha. Just understand, and I'll give you some of this. Okay, if you have a president who is out there talking about dead people, shaking hands with invisible people, okay, you replace him immediately. You go, this is a bad look for the country. We can't have this go on. But in this instance, okay, that would mean he steps aside and Kamala takes the helm.
6: She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind.
1: Which is why they haven't moved on Biden. That's why you're not hearing talk of a 25th Amendment. But what's noteworthy is when they start talking about, well, he might be too old to run. He might need to step aside. The one thing none of those people suggest in the next sentence is putting Kamala in there instead. That is correct. Okay, because she is just spectacularly incompetent. But when you look out at the state of the country, okay, if Bill Maher, this is like half clownery. Bill Maher says Biden's too old. OK. He should step aside. OK. <laughs> he looks like his skeletal remains. OK, but he still doesn't say in the next breath, bring on Kamala. Listen to Bill Maher, clip 35.
2: At some point, perception becomes reality. What matters is voters think Biden's too old. What matters is he's going to lose to Trump, who's almost the same age, but his age just doesn't read like Biden's. Maybe it's because Trump is insane. Maybe it's because he's always a ball of white-hot anger. But for whatever reason, he looks robust and Joe looks like his own
1: skeletal remains. Oh, ouch!
2: That man belongs in a nursing home, not
1: in the White House. That's essentially what Bill Maher is saying. But you know what he didn't go on to say? He didn't go on to say, so let's call up Kamala. That's true. That is true. OK, it's fascinating when he says, oh, Trump looks like a ball of white hanger. The reason why is, they, you know, they are politically persecuting Donald Trump. Like, there can be no mistake. I don't care if you like him, hate him or anything in between. I'm just a talk show host. My job here is not to steer your opinion one way or the other. It's to share mine. And in my opinion, they are politically persecuting this man. Right now he's in court on charges that he inflated the value of his assets. With someone ruling that Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million, which I got to be honest with you, is complete and total bull****. (laughs) The house next to Mar-a-Lago sold for $53 million. Mar-a-Lago has been valued in the past at $300 million. It's on the National Place of Historic Registry. But the point is, Trump is on civil trial today. He's indicted 91 other times in terms of, you know, January 6th, handling classified documents, but things nobody is sitting up at night worried about, Trump is being prosecuted for. Now, it doesn't mean his behavior was perfect, but it does mean we've somehow gone from, we've never indicted a president in the 247-year history of this country to we've now indicted a president 91 times. It's people
4: with a dirty mind that think like that.
1: Okay, no rational observer can say to you, that there isn't something askew here. And that's the truth. They manufactured so much hysteria around Donald Trump that it's allowed them to justify, at least in their minds, at least in the minds of the hardcore partisans, it's allowed them to justify breaking each and every norm. You understand? Well, Trump, he's going to spread so much disinformation. If he gets president, so much disinformation that we need to get out there and spread disinformation about him colluding with Russia just so we can get
3: rid of him. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. That's what they did. Now, Trump, he's going to undermine the institutions so much that we need to
1: get out there and undermine the institutions first. Let's get every member of the intel community out there to say Russia stole the election. Because he's going to undermine faith in our elections so much that the only way to head him off is to get out there and undermine faith in our elections. That's what they did. They spent the entire 2016 cycle telling you he stole the thing, knowing full well that they had made up the story. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. For whatever you think of Ron DeSantis, whether or not he's going to get off the mat and win this nomination, okay, polling doesn't indicate that he will. Okay, DeSantis stood his ground when he was on with Bill Maher over the weekend. Okay, here is Bill Maher trying to hit DeSantis on election deniers. Oh, spooky! Clip thirty-one.
2: But you campaigned for for election deniers in twenty twenty-two. This I do not forgive. Well, to, look, to quote the Godfather, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, Carrie Lake, who said Biden is an illegitimate president. Trump didn't. Well, now she's attacking me. So maybe I did make a
7: mistake there because uh, she's out there saying she, she's you... trying to say that we mandated vax in Florida. when We did the opposite. We protected people even from private mandates. So 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 that may have been But Trump but... lost the election, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: OK. So why did you campaign for people? Who because I didn't...
7: wanted to see
1: Republicans win key races. Oh, and then he goes on to say, you know, can we grab the Mar clip where he goes on to say, you know, you and all your Hollywood buddies, you and all your Hollywood buddies cut one commercial after another asking the Electoral College to vote against the will of the people and upend the 2016 electoral vote count, which they did do. That's the point I'm trying to make. And, you know, understand that when DeSantis gets out there and stands his ground in a position like that, he's not necessarily standing up for Trump because he's running against the guy. He's standing up for the truth. You see, Democrat, here it is right here. Sorry about that, Josh.
7: that's that's not a deal
2: breaker issue for you? That's not
7: democracy? okay, well, let's go back to 2016. Uh, Your friends in Hollywood were cutting ads telling the Electoral College to, to vote against Trump in in the Electoral College because it was stolen. They said Russia stole the election. For years they said that. So don't act like this is like a unique thing in modern history of the country. First
2: first of all, Ron, I have no friends in
1: Hollywood. Uh, But you want to know something? Bill Maher was one of the people who spent four years saying Russia stole
0: it. Bingo, man, bingo.
1: Bill Maher has pivoted back towards the center because he knows the modern left has become an absurdity and he doesn't want it to be pinned to him. OK, he's a survivor. He's been in Hollywood a long time, quite successfully. And he's a great political comedian. He is whether you agree with him or not. He's great at what he does. Phenomenal at what he does. He really is. OK, but he has opportunistically distanced himself from a lot of the positions he previously held, whether we're talking about the vaccine, whether we're talking about the 2016 election, because he knows they look ridiculous to objective observers. OK, DeSantis called him out on one of his older positions. OK, and got an applause break from Bill Maher's very audience. But understand, Bill Maher's audience applauded every Friday night for three years over the idea that Russia stole the election. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. But they've essentially, again, taken the approach that, well, does we of course we lied about Trump. And of course we're now trying to prosecute him for saying an election was stolen, even though we said it was stolen. Don't you guys understand? This guy is so dangerous, he's going to break so many rules that the only way to head him off is to break him first. Democrats are so full of crap. That's the truth. They manufactured a hysteria around Trump in an effort to get rid of the guy. And in doing so, they think it is justified. Like, you know how they want to declare a COVID emergency because that allows them to take away your rights? Declare a climate emergency that allows them to take away your rights. That's essentially what they've done. They've declared a Trump emergency that allows them to take away his rights. That's why he's in court right now. This is the speech he gave before he went into the courtroom this morning. Clip one.
2: This is a continuation of the single greatest witch hunt of all time. We have a rogue judge who rules that properties are worth a tiny fraction, one one hundredth tiny fraction of what they actually are. We have a racist attorney general who's a horror show who ran on the basis that she was going to get Trump before she even knew anything about me. She used this to run for governor. She failed in her attempt to run for governor. She had virtually no polling. She came back and she said, well, now I'll go back to get Trump again. And this is what we have. It's a scam. It's a sham.
1: He's not wrong. Okay, you got an attorney general, Letitia James, that ran On prosecuting Trump if you elect me I'll prosecute Donald Trump does that sound like justice is blind the answer would be no no it's why he keeps going up in the polls every single time they indict him people see through the charade now okay they understand that these people are the ones breaking the rules and undermining faith in our democracy Okay, you might not like the fact that Trump's out there yelling that the election is stolen. Believe me, if he had concrete proof it was stolen, he should be turning it over instead of just yelling it was stolen. I get what he's really saying is there's no way he could trust these people, and he'd be stupid if he could, given that nothing, nothing has been beneath them when it comes to stopping him. Okay, that's where we find ourselves right now. Okay, you got Biden who's now being fit with special shoes to teach him how to walk, okay? He can't be president. Bill Maher's flat out admitting it. But the one thing nobody is talking about, okay, when it comes to replacing Joe Biden is Kamala Harris. Okay, if it comes to that, they're just going to keep indicting Trump. Okay, that's where this is going to go. Okay, it's either going to be Biden or Newsom, or they're going to keep Biden on the ticket and they're going to indict Trump 400 more times as a means of tying him up So Biden doesn't have to do as much campaigning. You know how they had the COVID variant in 2020 that allowed Biden to stay home and the surrogates to make the case on TV? This time around, they're counting on the courtroom variant. Biden can stay home. Everybody else can run on TV and be like, oh, Trump's a criminal. Look at this. But the one thing nobody will be doing on TV is making the case for Kamala to replace Biden. Harold's down in Raleigh. He's been following this. Harold!
10: How you doing, Mr. Fallon? Thank you for taking my call. Of course, Harold. Come Uh, on. Two things. Number one, I think uh, DeSantis is a cream puff because if he had any kind of, you know what, Mm -hmm. I would have kept sending planes to Martha Vineyard every day. (laughs) Every day. Not one time, every day. Mm -hmm. But getting back to what you were speaking about a few minutes ago, where is the Black Caucus, all the race baiters, Al Sharpton, where are all these clowns at when they're clearly overlooking protocol and the vice president who who i don't agree with and i think she's useless but protocol is she should be up next yep i don't hear anybody discussing that
1: I mean, but that's how bad she is the race pimps don't even want to pimp <laughs> like you know what no they don't even i mean what does that tell you about kamala
10: well, well, one thing. Any, anything else? If it was anybody else, institutional racism, mm-hmm. uh, uh, slave—you name it—they're yep. bringing—they're they bring it out of the woodwork. And the bottom line is, she's a she's an idiot. Yep. and Believe me, she is. But the bottom line is, she should be up next. Yeah. And, and it... they're not even—they they won't even discuss her being up next, which is a slap. And she's real quiet about it too, because she's been given her marching orders, Yep. Keep quiet. We'll yep. find you a job <laughs> and, 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 and call it a day. And before, I let, before mm-hmm. you let me go, sir, mm-hmm. I could straighten out the border. Give it to me. One day. Give it to me. One day. We'll give it to you. Yeah, what do you do? No, no, big sign on the southern border. You enter, you're getting locked up and deported. Mm-hmm. That works. No, nothing free. There's no <laughs> so, so, There's no EBT cards, no Metro cards, no hotels, no cell phones, nothing. You get nothing. If you come across the border— Illegally, you're getting sent back. I'm leaving the country this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Guess what I have to have to get in and out of the country, Mr. Thaler? I gotta have a passport. <laughs> I'm an American citizen, so if I get, if I get to immigration in in Miami, oh well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm seeking asylum. Really? <laughs> <laughs> they That's have they have they have lowered the stamp. They have basically whored out my citizenship. Yeah, they are. And, and it's something that you should be, you should be I'm, I thank God every day I was born and raised in the greatest country on this planet. Yep.
1: Well, hurry back to it. Where are you going? Anywhere good?
10: Uh, Grand Cayman, uh, oh, Bivigny, oh. and uh, Cousin Mel. Just a little short trip. Yeah, just, yeah. A, D- yeah, just a little short trip. D- but the bottom line is, mm-hmm. you don't have any paperwork. You can't even get on the boat.
1: No, no, you're 100% spot on. But you know what? Call in when you get back, because I know while you're there, your speech is going to be a little slurred.
10: You got it, sir. Take care. Thanks again.
1: My man, Harold. Be well. There he goes. There we go back after this. The show that's
0: standing up to big tech.
5: Get those nerds! Nerds! Nerds!
0: You're listening to Fox Across America.
1: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Falla. We're going to be talking with Gianno Caldwell. In the next break, a political analyst who, like myself, has been analyzing the crime and lack of punishment in major cities across the country. If you saw any of the looting footage last week in Philadelphia, the woman by the name of Meatball, I was analyzing her on Waters World last Friday night. Uh, You know, she essentially went out and streamed a riot Hooten and hollering, ultimately got arrested. Uh, here she is, clip 34.
4: Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody. Everybody must eat. Yes. Everybody must eat. Must eat. That's what I'm talking about. Rest well, Eddie. Rest well, Eddie. Uh oh, look, here come more people. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's
1: go. So it's a woman who's, you know, streaming her rioting as they're looting an iPhone store. Ultimately gets arrested. Goes on TV, say she's being politically persecuted, starts selling her own merchandise (laughs) of her mugshot. Now her lawyer's out there saying the whole thing is racist. You know, time was, you could loot a store, sell a picture of your mugshot, (laughs) go viral, and we'd let you get away with it. I mean, what's so different about this person? We are living in the death of shame, where people don't know shame anymore. It's so embarrassing to watch a country go through this phase. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Bela. Race for the White House, now well underway. Uh, Trump's actually down in court today. It's a very unconventional race this year. One guy's in court, the other guy's in a nursing home. Uh, there's a lot of people on the periphery, though, uh, on either side of the aisle jockeying to replace both of them. Joining us now is a guy with a good eye on all of that, and undoubtedly the ladies as well out on the campaign trail. He is a Fox News political analyst and a damn good friend of the show. John O'Caldwell is back. Hey, man. Thank you, my brother, for having me. For sure, for sure, for sure. As a political analyst who is you know, following this 2024 race, uh, you have to admit a uh, little bit of a food fight so far.
11: I mean, I, gu- I guess it would depend on how you define food fight. It looks like Trump is eating all the food, and people are looking for scraps. So, <laughs> there's not too much food to throw around. Whoa! I got to be honest. Uh, you know, when we see uh, the court case in New York and any of these other cases, I think there's not one analyst you can bring on to your program that's going to tell you how the election of 2024 is going to go. It's just yeah. Yeah. far too many variables from Biden's age to his broken hip if he has one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just yeah. you just like this is a, it's something you couldn't make a movie about cuz no one would believe it would be too far-fetched.
1: Plus, you'd have to reshoot like three different endings because we really don't know where it's going to go. Right,
11: literally.
1: <laughs> it's like, remember those choose your own adventure books? It's like, turn to page eighty-two, and you know, you drive this way. It's a, it's, it's.
5: <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't remember that.
1: I don't even know, Giano. I don't even know, but it's crazy. Uh, listen, always good to hear your voice on the show, and I do. Uh, well, I do you. think you have corret- correctly assessed the situation. That being said, okay, so yeah, Trump is in court, and that's one end of it. We've got the Biden thing in the other. Are you not fascinated by the fact that Gavin Newsom is going so out, far out of his way to prove he's not running that he's now debating DeSantis and soliciting
11: donations? And then he tried to flip it around. He he was uh, he had an interview and he was like, "You should ask yourself the question: Why is DeSantis going to debate me? I'm not running for president." Well,
5: <laughs>
11: it's just, like, it's, just, it's just pretty hilarious at this point. And it's also hilarious how. Uh, The Biden administration has fully embraced them. I guess. You know, the guy who who really wants to run for president saying nice things about you is better than having Democrats not say anything about you. Yeah. Uh, The the negative stuff we're hearing from their side now. And, you know, they spent the last beginning of the term gaslighting us actually before when the 2020 election was going on gaslighting us on how great. Biden was going to be and how he was going to help the country and turn things around and re- uh, return us to normalcy it has been anything but that. I mean, you think about the baby, uh, whether it's the baby milk shortage, mm-hmm. inflation in general, food prices are damn too high. You know, remember the rent was too damn high Now it's food prices are too damn high. I mean, this is where we are in this country, Jimmy. It's not even funny. Uh, but it's interesting that people, the same people who demonized Republicans the last time around about the election, and who was going to be the right candidate, those people are quiet when their candidate uh, son is potentially going to jail. This is just really insane what we
1: are. I mean, it is. We're talking to Gianni Colwell, Fox News political analyst. I've never been, uh, you know, in something like this one. OK, like 2016 was nuts and 2020 was nuts because we had COVID flying around. But right now we have everyone flying around. I mean, you said earlier Trump's eating all the food. Is that why Christie's in such a bad mood?
11: <laughs> I'm sure everyone is listening, laugh very hard when he, <laughs> when he said that. Well, Chris, go ahead. Christie, Christie continues to uh, entertain us for his possible broadcast television TV contract. I mean, I can't imagine why else he would be running, knowing that you don't have a shot at a cabinet post. You're not going to be President, So is why you continue to do this outside of what he says a maximum pressure campaign to tell everybody about Donald Trump. Well, yeah. folks know about Donald Trump; they've made up their mind about him, whether they hate him or they love him uh so at this point, you know folks are ready for their next book deal, and that's probably one of the things Christie's is look Christie is looking to do wow
1: uh i you know there's definitely got to be like a motivating factor here, like you know because there's so many people running. Remember the ice bucket challenge like five years ago? Yes that's what running for president is now. It's like this summer's ice bucket challenge. Everybody's got to run and dare somebody else to run, but I don't understand because you know Trump is up by about fifty Giano like it's a <laughs> it's a big number, dude. Uh, yeah. you know they, if this was like a basketball game, they'd be emptying the bench right now. You'd be seeing right. all the, all the guys. No
11: need to stick around.
1: yeah. So, and, you know, the truth is you hear, well, you know, he's got all this legal stuff going on. But absent him physically being locked in a jail cell, I don't think anything legal matters. Like,
11: does it it affect
1: his polls? I haven't seen it.
11: No, it doesn't. But they could literally put him in jail. I know. You know, some of these cases, you think about Atlanta, Mm -hmm. New York. I mean, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of things that could go wrong here, and you keep in mind we both have two very older gentlemen. I'm talking about yeah, yeah, uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, so health-wise anything can happen also. So this, these guys who are running, say like Ron DeSantis, Nikki mm-hmm. Haley, mm-hmm. Uh, folks who actually have a chance of – Winning a primary absent Trump being in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, these folks should still, in some cases, still be running for president because they want to be the heir apparent in case anything does happen.
1: Okay. So it's like they're an alternate. In the Tour de France, they have alternates. They have got, yeah, you you put on the spandex and ride along with the team in case somebody crashes in the woods. You get to jump in there.
11: I mean, you're going to ride the bitch until.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Do the people of Florida. And I know you do extensive research at the happy hours and champagne rooms of Florida. Do the, at the town hall, at the voter outreach that you do, uh, are people still uh, supportive and passionate about DeSantis, or do they think this is a fool's errand?
11: Well, I'm going to be honest. I I, I know I can tell, and since that a lot of people have turned their, changed their tune on Ron DeSantis, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, there was a lot of voters who were not supportive of him from Jump, although, you know, here in Florida, people really loved him. But since, his campaign seemingly has been uh, uh stalling, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh you can feel the sentiment in in the state of Florida as well. I'm recognizing a meeting a lot of people are just simply saying they're voting for Trump and he should have waited his turn. Ron DeSantis should have waited his turn. I think Bill Maher even said that too. Yeah. He said, Look, what are you doing running for president? You could have waited until you know, the end of the twenty twenty four and went ahead and did your thing. Not twenty twenty four, Yeah, you know, the next term. You could've you could have went ahead and did your thing. You're very young. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth of the matter is if I was Ron DeSantis, I still would have ran yep. because again, anything could happen here.
1: Yeah, that's the part. We're talking to Gianno Caldwell, Fox News political analyst, is he got into this race saying, Wow, I just won re election with overwhelming margins, like historic level of re election and the guy who's ahead of me in the race is probably going to jail, that's a pretty good calculus to get into the race. I think what nobody budgeted for was just how overzealous the prosecution of Trump wound up looking and I think it rallied a lot of people to his cause. Like, I, I I honestly, I think if the left would have went after Trump a little bit less, he would have had a harder time. But the fact that they've gone as hard as they have, a lot of people are like, wait a minute, like, this is crazy now. Like, they're going to indict him for not helping Kevin McAllister in Home Alone 2. It's,
5: it's like, <laughs> come on. He
1: shouldn't have left that airport, Gianno. That's child no. neglect. Is it not? <laughs> We, we
11: can't have this. And, and to the point that you're making on how ridiculous it has been, that's what a lot of Americans are viewing too. When you you're talking about a two tier justice so system of justice, how can you have your own son be in a position where you're giving him a plea deal? That's such a sweetheart, such a sweetheart deal. It's like passing an eighth grade note. It's like, <laughs> man, this is cute, like, but it can't be real. And this, and that's what we we saw how many americans including black ones and celebrities who've actually been prosecuted for very similar things that hunter biden has done and say wait this isn't this shouldn't be this way that's partly what i think is part of the reason why they went back to the drawing board on it because of the response not just from republicans but all americans around hunter biden
1: is it it's so fascinating because like when you think about trump okay trump is trump he says crazy stuff he's been a public character for 30 years okay maybe 40 years that he's you know he was a guy that always went on the view you know this guy went on oprah he he had his own show on nbc so he wasn't exactly like a fringe lunatic but they treated him like one you know what i'm saying and it's like all they had to do to stop him politically was not go crazy but there's no way that they don't look crazier than he
11: does yeah it's it's, it's out of control very much so at this point point. But I'm I'm really not even concerned about the political implications anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, once you see the Washington Post poll showing that Donald Trump is really beating Joe Biden by ten points in a in a poll wow. in a general election matchup, mm-hmm. it's like wow, yeah. they, they couldn't have been expecting this.
1: No, um,
11: and even though they built uh, built him up as to be the person that they can lose to Joe Biden, it appears that 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 is beginning to shift more as we speak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know news organizations, especially places like MSNBC and CNN, will do whatever they can to make make things look even worse uh, on behalf of Donald Trump. But at the end of the day, we do have a Democratic Party that is in crisis. You got RJ, RJK Jr., with Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, about to run as an independent which would definitely shake things up in a general election and hurt Joe Biden. Yep. I mean, they're, they're not in good shape whatsoever. So now let throw everything up against the wall and see what sticks. That's... And hopefully something sticks.
1: Well, they have thrown everything except Kamala. I don't see her getting thrown. You?
11: <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> so funny. Uh, listen, man, I think she's going to be great on Dancing with the Stars when it's all over. She's going
11: to get a big post. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Her her husband looks like he's quite light in his loafers, so it may work out for her.
1: (laughs) Oh, Giotto. Listen, man, we always love having you on. It's good for morale. You know what I mean? Is everything else good?
11: (laughs) Well, yeah. You know, last week I testified before Congress on uh, violent crime, Mm -hmm. talking about my brother Christian who was murdered last year in Chicago on June 24th, uh, speaking for families. And I got to tell you, Thank God to Congressman Jim Jordan, Chairman Jordan, for bringing his committee to Chicago to highlight the inequities that are existing within our law enforcement, uh, which has become certainly justice for the criminal, not criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. And, you know, calling out people like Brandon Johnson and, and, and J.B. Prisker, the governor of Illinois, for signing in laws like the Safety Act. And I, I believe what we had uh, just recently last week was a very substantive conversation which is going to lead to more hearings across the country. And a number of these cities where violent crime is out of control, and I've been asked to continue on this journey with these guys, and I look forward to helping shepherd in some new policy, hopefully new laws that will uh, supersede some of the ridiculousness we're seeing from progressive prosecutors across the country.
1: No, and I love it. I I should have texted you because I really did think you did a phenomenal job last week. And, uh, you know, I felt bad because I was trying to talk Jordan out of having you. But uh, he, he went through with it. Sorry. Yeah, he went, <laughs> you stop he went it.
11: With it. You and, and, and we'll continue. So I encourage people to follow me on this journey on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Gianno Caldwell, G-I-A-N-N-O Caldwell, C-A-L-B-W-E-L-L.
1: 100%. Great stuff, my man. Let's do it again soon. Thank you, brother. Talk you're, soon. You're the best, Jerry. See you go. There you he goes, do. the great Gianno Caldwell. There we go back after this
0: don't go anywhere fox across america with jimmy fayla we'll be right back
1: we are all over the map today on a messy episode of fox across america kevin's down in hampton roads virginia he's following the trump case yo kevin
7: Hey Jimmy. Hey, yeah, I I kind of have a unique perspective on what's going on there. I've I've been a builder myself, and I, my current house I've had appraised seven times, which kind of brings me to the the this point. Uh, if the banks who lent Trump the money, which they're alleging was fraud because he overestimated the values, if they actually cared about those values. They would have forced him to do an appraisal, mm-hmm. right? So it's really on them. These bankers aren't stupid. They're lending money at that level. They deal with properties that big. Mm-hmm. They ask for no appraisal. That means they don't really care. Yeah. If they cared, they would have pinned him down on it, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, goodwill is a is a factor here. In accounting, when I was a student at the University of Iowa, um, we learned about goodwill. When you value a business, goodwill is basically its reputation. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think the reputation is? Uh, in terms of property value for a former president, one of only 49 people in 230 years to hold that position, it's really a number that's hard to put your finger on, but it would increase the value above normal. I mean, one way they, um, they, or two ways they, they value properties, one, fair market value, and two, the cost to build. I think the the Democrats want to talk about just the value of the structure itself and forget about the fact that it's a lucrative business with enormous goodwill because of the stature of the person yep. who who owns it. So I think what's happening here. Well, well one other quick point mm-hmm. before um yeah. before you I end you. my comment is uh, the 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 residents in Trump Tower. I was looking at the articles about that. They say. Trump's critics, it's worth 11,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. Trump says it's 33,000 square feet. But if you read the fine print, his critics are subtracting the hallways, the elevators, and the mechanical. Oh, goodness. So they're really conceding it's 33,000 square feet. They just don't want to count those parts of it.
1: Yeah. Listen, the whole thing is a racket because this was not the banks saying, hey, we got ripped off here. You know, or they could have on the front end, as you said, demanded appraisals that they didn't want. Okay, but when you're dealing with an attorney general that runs for office on, hey, donate to me, I'll get this guy. You know, the whole case begins and ends with that because you've kind of discredited the notion that justice is blind and they're just following the facts here. You know, in this instance, they had a you know, they seems as if they had a crime and now they just went looking for a suspect. You know, it's crazy. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think the more I've watched this, the more it reads, you know, because at the end of the day, what the voters are going to decide is whose integrity do they believe in more, you know, Trump's or the the Justice Department. And sadly, the Justice Department should never find themselves in a position where it's even remotely close. Like if we're going to thrive as a country, their word should matter above all else. But we're not living in that world anymore. Isn't it kind of crazy?
7: Yes, and this this case, I think, as a Trump supporter, kind of hurts me or wounds me the most. I mean yeah. this judge has put Trump's businesses in receivership, canceled mm-hmm. their licenses, and in 30 days, unless an appellate court stops them, they're going to start selling it. Yeah, They're going to liquidate this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean – that's why Trump showed, but like, why did Trump show up today? Yeah. This one perhaps is the most threatening of all the cases. I doubt they're going to throw him in jail. Yeah, he it. won't because it's
1: civil. He won't go to jail for this, but they could liquidate assets. Which again, how how is that not a political persecution? You know,
7: I mean, no, exactly. Exactly. And what I meant was the other cases, you know, yeah. that are criminal. I doubt they're going to throw him in jail. But in this particular case, I mean. Mm-hmm. Bankrupt. They're going to try to bankrupt him, and he's got 30 days to get this through to the appellate court before they start selling stuff. That just scares the daylights it's, out of me.
1: It's nuts. Uh, but listen, if you think he's in a desperate spot, imagine how they feel. Because the people coming after him are more desperate than anybody. I mean, this is nuts. This is bananas, what we're watching here. But I think it's why there's so much support for him. You know, traditionally, this is the kind of thing that finishes you off politically. But, you know, sadly for the people who want to take him down, this feels a lot more like the beginning than it does the end. So I appreciate your analysis here. As the case progresses, You know, feel free to check back in with any insights, okay, Kevin? We appreciate you, man. Thanks a lot, Jimmy. Great stuff. Kevin, senior ambassador to real estate deals, just won himself a position on the show, Uh, but he's not wrong, man. This trial in particular is the most financially damaging one out there, but it's because of people who aren't looking at justice. They're just looking at ruining a political opponent under any way they can come across doing it.
4: It's people with a dirty mind that think like that.
0: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
1: Oh, yes it is. We're fired up to bring you an embarrassment of radio riches. In this hour, Fox Cross America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of the shindig... It is also the phone number if you don't want to be a part of the shindig. We don't care. There is no barrier for admission on the program.
2: I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are.
1: No, ma'am. We say it every day to the point of exhaustion. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat, libertarian, independent. We don't care. The only thing we ever ask on this show, just don't be a (laughs) Joining me now to kick off the hour is a man who's none of those things. Okay, none of those things. Okay. Uh, He is this is fascinating. We always promote my stand up special. It's shooting Friday night, October the 13th at the Paramount on Long Island. Uh, You can get tickets on Ticketmaster, ParamountNY.com. But our next guest is shooting his own special. He's shooting his own album at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick. We have a lot of fans there. They'll be thrilled to hear this. It is December the 27th at the Stress Factory. The star of that taping in studio now. Ken Krantz is here. Hey, man. What's going on, The crowd is bananas. I could (laughs) barely hear you over them. It was just... Because they know you came in on – you said you took the train in? I took the train in. Now, is this where you're at emotionally? This is what I need to know because I, I would imagine the train is quicker as a former cab driver. Yep. But there's also an emotional component to taking the train, okay? And what I mean by that is, you know, I like driving because I like having my own space, but I've got to be in the mood to drive it. You know what I mean? Yes. Because yeah. it's combat. Yep. So did that, did that on, in any way um, influence your decision?
8: Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like the Mad Max element to come into the city. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, no. So I I you the Fox news buildings within walking distance yeah, yeah. of Penn station. Mm-hmm. So it's nice and easy. Isn't
1: it amazing though, how you hit an age where there is so much strategy in everything you do here, everything, it, everything yeah. that it's so it's weird. Cause you don't notice it when you're younger and you live in this area. When, like when you were young, didn't you believe as I naively did that the rest of the country wished they were doing what we were doing? Yes.
8: Yeah. I used to yeah. think that, right? Just uh, <laughs> like... only up until pretty recently. I always thought, Oh, everyone's got to be so but they're looking at us like we're idiots. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, it's totally true. No one wants to live here. But we th- I grew up of the mind because I had never traveled, you know, that I was like, oh, no, we nailed it, bro. Like me and my nine roommates chipping in for a studio apartment. We've got life figured out. It's those idiots in the affordable mansions that don't know what they're doing.
8: Yes. Well, I, I, <laughs> I grew up in the suburbs and my whole life I wanted to live in the city. I wanted to get a job and live in the city. My first job out of college, I went to work for John Hancock in the city. Uh I said, this is the start of the plan. Uh Uh, I'm going to get a foothold here. I'm going to find an apartment, and I'm going to live in the city. My first day on the job was September 10th, 2001. Oh, way to get into town. Yeah. Uneventful <laughs> week. Nothing big going on that. So day. by the second day, I was like, I've got to get out of the city. I need to make a plan. I got to get to the suburbs.
1: Well, you had the Aaron Rodgers of of professional careers in New York City. Yeah. yeah. You snapped your Achilles basically the second down. That is crazy, Ken Krantz. But no, I agree with you. And what's funny is, you know, I don't want to go off on a political tangent because I want to get back to pop culture really mm-hmm. quick. But one of the reasons they'll never or people will never let them or want them to oppose the electoral co- – to get rid of the electoral college is because if it comes down to the popular vote, the people who decide elections are the people who just want to live in the city. Yeah, They're crazy people. L.A., New York. And L.A. is gorgeous. It's this with palm trees. But it really has uh, turned into – it's so sad, but L.A. is like a human safari now. Like you drive around and you, you know, for all intents and purposes, could be feeding animals. It's sad. Yeah. It reminds me of, do you remember the Michael Jackson thriller video?
8: Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course
1: you do. Okay, imagine, though, if the video took place during the day. <laughs> <laughs> they're, <all> just, <laughs>
8: just, they're just walking around. You're yeah, there was light. no
1: budget. There e- really
8: wasn't e- high budget. Everybody gets to
1: L.A. And they're like, we got to run to convertible. And then you get to that first intersection. And you're like, hey, can we put the roof back on? <laughs> <laughs> this is not safe. I don't feel safe, Kenny Krantz. But let's talk about this really quick. Uh, the rock and roll um, you know, you you have a very big and established acumen in music. You host a music podcast. What's your music podcast called? So I get it right. It's called "I Love Rock and Roll." I love Rock and Roll. Kennedy's
8: uh, been on your podcast. Kennedy she loved your podcast. Kennedy's my favorite, and we've we've interviewed a lot of big names. Uh huh. Kennedy's my favorite interview anybody ever. Is that us. true? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not well, even. She's not here. I'm no, not, that, I'm not no, trying no, but, to. Guess, no, 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 of course. But, but that she, may, that may, she she yeah. had such a cool like rock and roll Forrest Gump lifestyle. Yes. So when you interview someone in a Band, you're getting the story of that band.
1: A hundred percent. But
8: she was at MTV and has a hundred stories about a hundred bands. Yeah. And um, uh-huh. she was, yeah, that was she, my favorite interview I've ever done.
1: Well, it makes one of us. No, <laughs> hey, shots fired at the K train. Stop it. I'll be appearing on our podcast later. Before I go on Gutfeld tonight, I warm up the sparring opponent tonight is Kennedy on the Kennedy Saves the World podcast. Ken Krantz is in studio. We're taking calls. We're talking about the state of rock and roll because you don't know this. I'm breaking news on the show. But uh, tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs is dating Taylor Swift.
8: I've not heard I've not heard it's
1: this. it's breaking news it's my own <laughs> it's personal information I don't know where you'd find such a thing out I mean other than the blimp that's probably flying over the city right now that says Taylor loves Travis and everything in between <laughs> the, the fact you can't watch a down of football the conductor probably asked you when they were taking your ticket on the train
8: are you a Swifty I'm, I'm not even kidding uh, walking here today I passed by four blonde white ladies in Travis Kelsey jerseys is that a real thing that's yes? I swear to God <laughs> <laughs> just, walking, just walking around. Did you see the price for the tickets to the game went up last night just because she was going to be in the box?
1: Isn't that crazy? And this is at a Jet game. Where this you, is a
8: Jets game with Zach Wilson.
1: Where you can normally charge them to get out. <laughs> <laughs> and the tickets to get in are going. I mean, it's insane. It's crazy. It's madness. But, yes, this, uh, very, it's not often that pop culture and professional sports collide on this level. Uh, it doesn't traditionally last a hell of a long time. But uh, for whatever this ride happens to be, I would think from a capitalistic standpoint, it's a home run for everybody. My only concern, as I was saying this on a Saturday night show, is if he dumps her, will the Swifties cancel the Chiefs mascot?
8: I already – funny you should say that. uh, I was already reading an article today uh, in Rolling Stone. Absolute Garbage Magazine. I have no idea why I still read it, but I do.
1: And I loved it growing up. Just yeah, I like loved you. it. Loved oh, it,
8: it was because when I was growing up, it was the epitome of everything yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now I read it, and it just makes me furious. It's funny. But I just read this whole article about how now maybe the Swifties can get the Chief's name wow. uh, changed.
1: <laughs> For real? Yeah. Oh, God, that's what <laughs> they're going to do. The Swifties are going to come after the Braves, the Chicago Blackhawks. If she doesn't dump him, every one of those mascots is a gunner because they can mobilize it's whoever's screaming the loudest that's that's kind of like how the world is run now like when people wonder like why things are so broken it's because everyone who serves in elected office is just an influencer now it's just a race for clicks you know and i think it's it's starting to bother a lot of people now you personally are the biggest trump fan i know so (laughs) this is delicate because we have a caller on the line listening on wibx who wants to weigh in on the trump shenanigans ellen are you up there girlfriend I am. Um, um, I'm, you know, I'm going to be in Utica with Kennedy November 11th.
9: Well, we've got our tickets. Yeah, you do. Winning.
1: Ellen, that's the spirit. We need to clone you, girlfriend. Uh, we, I kid. You
9: do, actually, but unfortunately, not everyone would be on board with that.
1: That <laughs> sounds safe. Uh, admire your honesty, then. Um, I wish Dolly the Sheep would have been so upfront with the American people when they cloned her. You know, if we would have known what kind of trouble we were getting. to Another
9: scientist who did it. I do you really? It.
1: Ellen, you're just dropping all <laughs> kinds of names today.
9: First, yep, first, yep.
1: first, you hang out in Utica. Now you know the scientists who cloned Dolly. Well, you dropped the Trump name with my call screener. Uh, what is it? Where is where are you on this Trump thing?
9: Um. Well, I mean, first and foremost, um, you know, I think it's the election is about America first, and Trump is only about Trump first, and you know, the Trumpers are the ones that are going to ruin it for everyone. But you know, if they're only about really twenty percent of the Republican Party. Um, you know, well, it's we that interesting need say some that. good people. His, mm-hmm. his cabinet are running against him. Nikki Haley worked for him. Pompeo worked for him. Christie worked for mm-hmm. him. All these people worked for him. Why are they running against him? Yeah. Well, probably because they were the, really the ones that were making the decisions, and he was just signing his name to well, it. Well, yeah,
1: he would call that disloyal that they're running against him, but it is just politics because everybody wants that well, gig.
9: TV personality, really. I mean, that's one of the reasons that got elected is because so, he was on – what is it? The Apprentice for how many seasons? Dude, I they mean, had
1: 15 seasons. That was know, my average favorite. average
9: American knew – I mean, if you asked them who's Trump, they could do it. Who was Reagan? They couldn't tell you. Well, you know, you know that was my Sorry. favorite
1: thing about Trump running for president, though, is that when he ran – and NBC was like, he's literally Hitler. I'm like, you still owe him money. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's,
4: he's on your agree. network for 50 And
9: I, I do think the Justice Department is full of shit, and they are totally yeah. targeting him. But I'm not going to vote for him because I think he's being hard done so by So here's the question.
1: Here's the question, because I've heard everything you said, and a lot of it yeah. you know, makes sense, I think, to a lot of our callers. He's got a 50-point yeah. lead in the polls, and where I think it's you know, kind of misleading is, yes, he can get the nomination pretty easily, but the problem becomes in the general election, he's got to win the general election, and that's going to require him to win over a lot of independents and Democrats who feel the way you he do as a do Republican. It. Well, I think that's the challenge, but my question is to you is I'm going to propose three scenarios i just want to know how you'd vote in them really quick trump biden though would you vote for trump over biden
9: um under the current circumstances it'd probably be i might have to drink a lot beforehand
1: (laughs) how about Um, how about trump newsom that 80s villain with
9: biden Uh i have to say yes
1: okay trump newsom that 80s villain he's he's very good looking a lot of hair gel
9: God, oh, God, See, these are terrible ones. Mm-hmm. I don't think Trump should be running. No, no, I know. I mean, but
1: it's like the Biden thing. I don't thing. care
9: what the polls say. Well, Trump, I really I think be- the Republican Party should be putting good candidates. We could potentially have 16 years of a Republican in there if you got a good president and a good vice president.
1: Fair. Listen, you're not wrong, Ellen. I, I enjoy your analysis here, and we I'm appreciate it. I'm pushing Ronson.
9: Nikki Haley in upstate New York.
1: Oh, are you okay? Listen, she does great on my show. She's got a lot of personality. Uh, she, yeah. she she would be the funniest thing that could ever happen in the history of politics, is for the first oh, female president to be Republican, absolutely. because they would lose their yeah, mind on the would. other side of this, because they're not <laughs> going to be absolutely. breaking glass ceilings and telling little girls they could be anything they want to be. Do
9: you have a number of times I was— told by democrats like but you're a woman you must vote for hillary i was like i i'm sorry i'm not going to vote for evil so you know i don't care what
1: well there went your ticket to the next clinton fundraiser ellen i thought we were doing good uh, here uh, i kid (laughs) listen i'm excited to hang out in utica on the 11th get your game face on girlfriend
9: absolutely we're looking forward to it. the whole family oh
1: i love this is a big deal all right buckle up i'll see you there uh kenny kranz a Republican voter, not crazy about Trump. This is the reality of the election if it was held tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Two-thirds of Democrats say Biden shouldn't run. A big chunk of Republicans don't want Trump to run. But we're probably if the election were held tomorrow, we'd be watching Trump run against Biden. Do you think, as a comic, as a rock and roll expert, um, just, we're just running on instinct now. Do you think a year from now that'll be the matchup, Trump versus Biden? Because I don't. I think other people are going to get in there. I mean, I think Newsom's I first of all, Newsom's running. Yeah, he's doing he's debating DeSantis on Hannity for a guy who doesn't want to run. He's fundraising right now. I don't want to run. He's like, I'm so committed to not running. Here's a copy of the inaugural address I would give.
8: Well, that's what Biden was doing last time. Right. (laughs) Yeah, he was. He wasn't going to run until he was trying to lead from the front. Um, listen, I hope to God it's not the matchup, but I just can't see what else it would be. It's it's I mean, Ellen can the only thing. The only thing we let eighty year olds do in this country is like be a greeter at Walmart or run the, yeah. you know, or well, they, run it or run everything. Yeah, well, no, and
1: Biden would make a good Walmart greeter if you <laughs> <if he> didn't <laughs> but, if you didn't mind be, getting welcome to Target. <laughs> and shaking there would be hands some...
8: with nobody. Listen, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not I'm not uh-huh. a Trump fan. I fine. was I was okay with Biden. I mean, he he yeah. bored me, which was fine. But when I saw him shaking hands with nobody, I. Had, <laughs> I hit the panic button. I was like, listen, I'll still vote for him again over Trump. But this is but this is
12: crazy. I always say that you better.
8: You have a like Biden. You have a president
1: who looks like a guy you shouldn't buy weed from. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, narc. Have you had a friend shaking hands with invisible people, he's like, you want to smoke my weed? You're like, no. What are you out of your mind? This guy's whatever he's on is way too strong. I'm not messing with it. More with Kenny Krantz when we come back on Fox Across America.
0: The show that sees through the bullet.
7: My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you.
0: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
1: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you're listening on WHBO down in Tampa, my guest in the studio right now will be in your hood. What is it, October 20th and
8: 21st? October 20th and 21st. What is it called again? I don't want to screw this uh, up. It's a Sunshine City Comedy Club. Oh,
1: the Sunshine City. The, the Sunshine City, City, City comedy, comedy Club, which is pound club. for pound the best comedy club in Sunshine City. <laughs> Kenny Kranz is in studio. If you're listening on HBO, down there in Tampa, October 20, 20th, 21st. Uh, if you are a little bit further away in Palm Beach, you'll see me there December the 16th. Me and you got Florida covered. Yes. Covered. We got covered. the whole state is blanketed. Yeah. Yep. Wall to wall, like we're campaigning. We have a good ground game in Florida. How about that? Uh, Kenny Kranz is in the studio. We're having like a little bit of a State of the Union. Uh, we were talking about Trump with our last caller, 888-788-9910, if you want to get into this thing. As a comic, here's my complaint. Okay, everyone always says to us, wow, it's going to be so great to be a comic right now. There's so much material. I actually think it's the opposite. And this is why I say this. Because no joke has a shelf life anymore because there's always a new batch of news cycle material coming. Do you yep. know what I mean? Yes. When we started out, political comedians, there were like two of them that even mentioned politics in their act at all. And it was almost like a cushy gig because yep. it was like, all right, well, you Bill Clinton did his thing. George W. Bush talks funny. I'm good for the next 10 years. Yep. Now it's kind of exhausting, is it not?
8: Yeah, it's and, – and the thing is, it's like you said, there's no shelf life because yes. now – Trump's coming back and running again, I'm seeing all the same batch of Trump jokes Uh that went out five, six years ago, you know, whenever 2016, when he was running the first time. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just all feels recycled. Well,
1: this is the funny thing about politics. In a lot of ways, it's like doing current events. And you know, when you first started doing comedy, if like, let's say when I first started, right? Uh, I didn't understand that there had been comedians who had jokes from eight years ago, like Michael Jackson be a good example, mm-hmm. okay? When Michael Jackson died... There were people on stage that night with like the most brilliant Michael Jackson material I'd ever heard. And I didn't realize they were doing comedy when he was on trial (laughs) 10 years earlier. So it's like sometimes the world gives you the gift of, hey, remember those jokes you threw out there? It's like fashion. They come back. Put on your put on your fish tank pumps. It's in style again. Yes. Yeah. And and, and you're noticing a little bit of that with Trump. Some people are being able to bring back old Trump stuff. uh, But you've got to keep up on the other side. There's Biden stuff. But that is very much what politics is. It's like you're doing topical humor, so the shelf life it it's fleeting. You know, that's the part that drives me crazy. Is you can't like if you write a good joke about dating, you can tell it in twenty years, right? But a political joke doesn't have that shelf life anymore. No. So I think people who don't do comedy don't understand this is not a great time to be a comic. It's an exhausting time.
8: Yeah, and you hear it from them all the time. Yes. Oh, you're so lucky. I'm like, I'm not lucky. I'm waking up with anxiety every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been a comic. Book. I should just be a person screaming on TikTok. Yeah. You'd
1: be selling out theaters right now. Oh man. Look at this, Look at how mad this guy gets. Like, it's funny because Lincoln, my son. Uh, you know, he's curating a lot of content and, some of the things I you know, when guy, you know, when someone's act is a gimmick, like someone is performatively angry. So mm-hmm. it's funny the first time you watch him like this guy's going to have a stroke. Then you see the same set at 10 o'clock.
8: and You're like, oh, he's not mad. I get it. Yeah, I go, he's like is. even like yanking his tie the yeah. same way that he uh, yeah, did. Yeah, the yeah. First, you're like, I'm, oh, it's all contrived. I'm
1: watching my son follow and unfollow people in a, in, in a double YouTube viewing. And it's because <laughs> even kids see through some of the some of the malarkey out there on these streets. Ken uh, well, We have more malarkey coming. You guys, Joe Mackey superstar writer for The Gutfeld Show, regular on the program, is going to be joining us to preview my appearance tonight and let Kenny and I know what type of insulting intro they're working on for me in the writers' room, because that's how the show works. It opens with them punching you in the nuts, Kranz, yeah, and then you got to go be funny. So put on your Radio Cup. More political talk with the boys after this. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fala. I should have announced this earlier in the show. But if you bet on Lincoln Fala and the Clark Rams this Saturday over Mineola, okay, final score in the game 40 to nothing, Clark Rams. Oh, girl, take off the apron. We are going out tonight, girlfriend. It was a rain soaked win, but the Rams have now outscored their opponents 86 to nothing. Their last two games. They beat my alma mater two weeks ago, the Division Dragons, 46 to nothing. This week, they beat the Mineola Mustangs, 40 to nothing. Two-game winning streak for the Rams. Joining us now in studio, a man who is undefeated in life. He has never lost. (laughs) A superstar comedian. A superstar writer on Gutfeld, probably hard at work on whatever insulting intro I'm about to get dealt onto the air with
12: tonight. Joe Mackey is here. What's up, Mackey? Oh, not much. I, undefeated, I guess that means I'm zero and zero at this point. A, <laughs> You're one of those guys. A whole lot of ties. We um, haven't lost a game yet. Yeah. It's going to be great. Well, I, I, I've won all my sporting events because I had fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're all winners there. Uh, Mackey, for everyone listening, on KKFT and KSUE out west. Uh, I announced that I will be at the Carson Nugget Saturday night, December 2nd. That is breaking news. They announced it at the end of the Landau show this Saturday. But long before you get Jimmy Fallon in town, uh, you talk about
12: peaking in comedy life. Joe Mackey can confirm you will be there October the 21st. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the best thing to happen to Carson City since... Uh, gluten-free meth? Is there a such thing? Yep. That might be the best thing to happen to me. <laughs> I don't, I'd be like the only guy that puts on weight on me.
1: <laughs> Joe Mackey. Joe Mackey's chunky. We're mixing, we're mixing friends. I got Mackey here. I got Ken Krantz here. But Mackey has confirmed. He is at the Carson Nugget October the 21st. Krantz, have you ever been to Reno? Uh, I've been to Vegas. I never made it to Reno. Okay. Well, let me stick with me because maybe you can both weigh in on this. Uh, my, one of my favorite movies of all time is Kingpin. you familiar with Kingpin? Yes. Yes. It ends in Reno. The Reno nope. Open, they bowl at, the, at the, the bowling center. I consider that Bill Murray's greatest performance. Mackie, are you a Kingpin fan?
12: I thought the movie was great. I don't know if it's going to top Groundhog Day Okay, me, fair, but, but, fair. Yeah,
1: good movie. Do you know that at, in Punxsutawney, where they filmed, obviously, Groundhog Day? Go ahead. It's, it's set in Punxsutawney. I think yeah. they
12: filmed it in Indiana. Yeah, but-,
1: but there is a hotel there, because of Groundhog Day, that is a gazillion dollar hotel, like, year-round. Like, I wanted to go, and it's expensive, because people want to show up and be a part of that action. Brilliant. Who knew? You know, some people follow the Grateful Dead around the country. Uh, There are people who follow
8: Groundhogs, apparently, Kenny Kranz. Did you know that? I didn't, but that makes me, like, that gives me more comfort than knowing there were people that followed the dead around. You're not the only weirdo.
12: (laughs) Groundhog Day tourism. I mean, Pittsburgh, it just. (laughs) (laughs) The tour shirt
8: just says Pittsburgh. Yeah. The same date, but it's listed 30 times.
1: Pramanti Brothers hasn't made that sandwich live since 98, bro. People lighting lighters. <laughs> oh, you stop it. Uh, if you're listening on WJS, if you're listening on Beaver County Radio, you know we love you, especially my Uncle Sam, who's out there as well. But we're talking to Mackie. We're talking to Krantz about the State of the Union. Now, Mackie, you were a diehard football fan growing up. I know you have professional commitments now on the weekends that take you in other directions. But have you heard the breaking news that Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey?
12: You know, I don't really follow it much anymore, football. mm mm-hmm or Taylor Swift's dating life, but Uh that infuriates me that, like, it seems like all the sports leagues are trying to make it uh, entertaining for people who don't like the sports.
1: Yes! Yes! It's a good point Mackie makes. It's like when you go to a ball game now, say you go to a baseball game, Yeah, there are 300 things to do there that don't involve watching the game.
12: There's like mannequins racing dressed up like sausages or uh, mascots <laughs> like, sausage, like sausages. Right? And then there's a, there's a water slide in center field. I'm like, I thought this was like a baseball game. No, no,
1: it's just the Six Flags now. You can get a pedicure. You could buy fruit. Isn't it amazing? Like the new Yankee Stadium. Like my son loves it because he didn't go to the old one. The new Yankee Stadium is a shopping mall yeah. that happens to have a baseball field in the middle of it.
12: Yeah, there's. You're right. There's too many food choices. It was hot dogs, peanuts, and beer. Oh,
1: now That's forget it. it. Have you tried the faux gras nachos <laughs> at Yankee Stadium? It's, it's so pretentious now.
12: I'll, I'll say. I'll say this though, uh, as
8: as like an avid football fan, I do hate. Hearing every single just conversation mm-hmm. about Taylor Swift during the game, yeah, as just a dude who lives with two teenage girls in the house uh-huh. who are now like, "Hey, let's turn They're on your daughter's football." Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my girlfriend's daughters. us now mine. from Ken. Krantz is here. He'll be appearing at Epstein Island, <laughs> October twenty
1: second and twenty
5: third.
8: As but as somebody like now, like last night, they were like, "Hey, let's let's watch football." Mm-hmm. And I didn't even want to – I'm like, I don't want to watch the Jets. Well, that's the win for
1: the <laughs> – the, the, the Jets didn't want to watch the Jets. They didn't watch the game film. Um, that's the win for the NFL as they're getting all these new eyeballs. But as Bill Hemmer famously said on the show earlier in the program, Taylor Swift benefiting quite a bit too. Why? Because she has a big movie coming out in theaters, and now she gloms maybe some NFL love.
12: It's not just Taylor Swift. Like Ryan Reynolds probably called his publicists, like, "Can you get me a seat in the press box next to, next to Taylor Swift? I need some some face here you
1: know? with the Swifties." It's, yes, uh, I, I listen. I, I don't. I don't disagree. There's so much strategy to a relationship of this magnitude because so many people, been publicists and stuff like that. Because this is funny. They were after the game last night. I was just reading on Yahoo. They were
8: spotted. Oh my God. In, thought, engaging oh, I, in PDA. I thought the same thing. Spotted. For those like of you, yeah, Forty cameras on them. For, for those, <laughs> of, yeah. I'm like my liver
1: is spotted. <laughs> okay, from all the drinking I've done on the road. Okay, when the, when, the, when a celebrity is spotted, it means these are the carefully curated photos our publicist leaked to the media. Yeah. Has anyone ever been spotted? I mean, Mackie, you get spotted from time to time. People see you on the street, Joe Mack.
12: From time to time at uh-huh. the pastry shop. But how, how are you
1: when you get stopped because people? People watch you on TV. Do you handle it well?
12: Uh, I think so. I'm just a pretty introverted guy, but yeah. it is awkward. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty cool about it. But I don't like. I don't tell people I'm going to the football game.
10: And then <laughs> you don't announce don't
12: it don't five be, days in yeah, advance. I, I don't want to be seen. But Why is everybody looking at having? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Now, when you get spotted, Krantz, and again, for TV, to catch Mm. a predator, fabulous show. (laughs) (laughs)
12: Hey, you stay away from that school. He's the only guy who's been on two episodes. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you get spotted, by the way, doing
8: something bad.
1: He's doing something you shouldn't be doing. But in this day and age, is there anything, anything that is truly bad? Like, I'll give you two examples, okay? One is the girl who stormed off the plane. You know, I'm telling you that mother is not yeah. real with the, you know, kind of made people think it was an alien thing. But in the aftermath, she's tried to, like, fashion herself as like an influencer because I don't really think there is bad publicity. Is there bad publicity in this day and age? Either it, of
8: you. It, it doesn't it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. If there is.
12: It, like, lasts for a day, uh-huh. and then you hit the reset button.
1: You kind of go the other way. Do you think that, Mackie?
12: Yeah. I mean, when I heard that she was in marketing, I'm, I said to myself immediately, we're not going to hear the end of this lady for a long time. Yeah. Like, she's going to be on Life on the D-List or whatever show that <laughs> is the current thing about that, because, yeah, it's this big opportunity to get your name out. It really doesn't matter why.
1: But isn't it weird? Because we're all in comedy, and in you know, on some level, we're, we're ridiculous for a living. And obviously, we need to promote our shows and bring attention to what we do. But isn't it weird that we're sitting here as people who do that for a living bemoaning that this is what the world has become? Because I think we realize on some level, there's nothing to do with our business challenge. It's just not good for society that everyone wants to be an influencer.
12: It's not good for society. And the reasons that get you noticed in society aren't the same as get you noticed in comedy because well, like comedy it's like a good writer with a good joke that's yeah. original but like we have our our influencers are in comedy they're called hacks yeah and <laughs> usually eventually you hope that even though they're gonna kill with their you uh, know sex joke that i've already heard 20 times, vari- yeah. variations of that eventually the industry is going to find out and be like no you don't get to advance yeah this is your ceiling right here but, but on the internet it's like you're already In a mansion by the time that happens. Yeah,
1: yeah, it doesn't get (laughs) you. You've already gotten out with the money. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's No, it's fascinating. You could, in this day and age, be the best joke writer in the world, but you'd never go as viral as you would if someone just threw a drink at you. Yeah. Or you threw it back. Like, that's what's
8: weird. You know what's aggravating? It's when I started comedy, I was told... Just work on your writing. Get Mm -hmm. comfortable on stage. And if you write really great jokes, the cream will rise to the top. Mm -hmm. There are no shortcuts. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm 15 (laughs) years in and I feel like, hey, maybe I've got the hang of this, turns out everyone gets a shortcut. Yeah. Like you can just throw on a Chewbacca mask and get eight million hits. Well, listen,
1: he, he did have to make it up the, <laughs> the stairs of the Capitol on January sixth. Let's not act
8: like let's not act like that guy didn't fight the groundwork, right? <laughs> There's so many shortcuts now.
12: Though. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's but, crazy. yeah, the Heckler video has become the the shortcut of choice for, for so many comics and it's like Every comic has interactions with hecklers, and it's so easy to win yep. because everyone's on your side. The yes. back It's usually a drunk idiot. Yep. It's easy to make a drunk idiot look stupid. They're mm-hmm. doing it themselves. and then, but, but people who don't know that, who don't do comedy, are like, wow, he really handled that well. Yeah, whoa. And whoa.
1: That's the thing. Uh, Joe Mackey's in studio. Ken Krantz as well. Uh, we're having a grown-up talk about the world. Like, I tell people this all the time. When you're dealing with a heckler, like you prepared that night to speak in front of 300 people. And 180 showed up. But you prepared for 300. No, I'm kidding. You prepared to speak in front of 300 people. They did not. So they have an outburst. But if you let them keep talking, yes, you're always, always, always going to win. Mm-hmm. But people don't know that. So that is, you're right. That's why it's misleading on the internet. And then people just kind of contextualize the exchange. And you look like the Terminator.
12: Yeah, but, I, don't, I just don't want to get success because I said, you have a dumb shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you say it to Kranz when you walked in? You said it. Were you, are you just an evil person? That wasn't a hot. Mike, you
5: were not <laughs> supposed
1: to be the it's not on. I was told these mics were not live. No, it's funny. You're right about that, though. Uh, I but it's crazy because me, I cover politics every day, as do you guys. Um, it's weird to know now in this day and age. Like no one's running for president, you have to run for class president, and it's like that's the knock on DeSantis. It's like, well, he's not doing your mama jokes like, I don't care that more people are moving to his state than any state in the country and that they have the best economy and the best educational system. He's toast, okay? And he might be toast. Like, he's down 50 points because I, I think if you aren't an, an influencer in this day and age, it's actually, like, held against you uh, in politics. But should it be that way, Joe Mackey?
12: Well, you know, I think for DeSantis in particular, he's the guy that's a counterpuncher. Yeah. When the media says something like, oh, you made this deal with Publix to yeah. give the vaccines, like, it's the largest supermarket. They've got the, all these pharmacies. It mm-hmm. wouldn't make sense not to... Make a deal. Yeah. He handles that really. Oh, he's well. great at he's
1: great at policy.
12: But you know, you sometimes but he needs to
1: put out a rap video, right? right. Yeah. Sometimes
12: yeah. counter punchers aren't great at like, yeah. leading with the jab, yeah, and, yeah. and, and like, waiting to throw that big right hand. Well, now
1: you you know you're talking about Mackey. You're talking about the guy who can handle hecklers but doesn't have material. That's that's a good point. <laughs> DeSantis is going to put out a crowd work special. Uh, Joe Mackey's in studio booking it for Forum. Ken Krantz. Uh, when you watch this stuff uh, from afar, uh, do you feel like in this day and age, like that's like almost like the reason entertainment doesn't rate as high as politics has become people's entertainment.
8: Yeah. Is that what yeah, it it's, it's where it's where it's like the upside down. It's like comedians are held to a higher standard uh-huh. for what they say than politicians think about, think are. Think about
1: this. Paul Rubens got ruined the late great Paul Rubens in the nineties uh, for fondling himself in a movie theater. Yeah. Okay. He was thrown off the air. Lauren Burbert fondled somebody else. Fine. Donations went up. So I think, it's, I think the standard has changed. That's what I think. I think that's what we're doing. I didn't want this to turn into like, hey, you kids get off my lawn, but we are there. i I mean (laughs)
12: why wouldn't you why would you want kids on your lawn (laughs) like that's the whole problem it's like kids on the lawn are running everything now and they're like hey we are deserve to be on your lawn and ruin it you're like
1: check your privilege at least you have a lawn we don't have a lawn then they dox the old man and he gets thrown out of his house because the banks won't lend to him the world is broken it's broken folks uh and on that fine note uh joe Mackey, have you guys written me a terribly insulting intro for gutfeld tonight
12: uh, mine was not that terrible. Uh, I can't speak to the other comedians. Okay. I don't want' It doesn't bother, you know. Okay. A, I, okay.
1: I, I like the tough love. I think what makes shows successful is when we're not immune, you know, to the beat down. I think that's helpful. I think we need more of that in comedy. Because tonight's the night. Late night shows come back. Colbert comes back. Fallon comes back. Uh, is Seth Meyers still does his show, right?
12: He still does. and You know, I... I don't bear any ill will against those yeah, other shows. It just—I remember the last writer's strike. It seemed like a big deal that they were gone. Yeah. And this time, I'd forgotten about it. It's just that the kind of the industry has moved on, not uh-huh. notwithstanding the the fault of any of the hosts, which some of them I don't think are doing a very good job. Yeah. Uh, they've alienated a lot of people, but it just, it just uh, it's just—it's a. Are
1: you, are you, I, it's so,
12: it's a stage show world and then a where there's a 4K TV at so, home.
1: So are you are you telling me that? Colbert is not in danger of you stealing his vaccine dance and doing it on the road?
12: No. Uh, one, I'm a terrible dancer. <laughs> oh, Mackie uh, playing two, possum. Just you. what, you pharmaceutical company shill. And yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not going to play possum at all. That was disgusting. There was no punchline in that. It was just like, oh, look at me. I'm famous, and I'm doing something.
1: And I'm doing a vaccine dance yeah. surrounded by scantily clad needles. Oh, Kranz. Doesn't it hurt, Kranz? like when you grow up and, you know, We revered late night as little kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just revered it. It was great. I actually just watched The Late Shift with Letterman and Leno again. I so read it. Such a great it actually holds too. up really yeah. well. Yeah. And I feel like this is where comics, not you guys, uh, but this is where a lot of comics in that sphere are failing America, is that we were comics. We could have political views, but the reason nobody wanted them from us is that wasn't the specialty. They came to us because we could do this unique thing, which was called being funny. It's like there's a reason when you go to the strip club, the girl doesn't start with, but first a few words about the border. <laughs> Maybe she has a great yeah. policy. (laughs) But the establishment is called Flash Dancers and we're not here for policy. So is it is it is it a stay in your lane moment for comedians, Ken Kranz?
8: I don't think anybody has lanes anymore. It it just I mean, I I wish I wish it would get back to that. Like Joe was saying, he didn't like I didn't. I I forgot these late night shows were even, went off the air, were even on the
1: air. (laughs) Pfizer
12: (laughs) didn't.
8: Like, we gotta move some product,
12: baby. Yeah, and it's not about staying in your lane. It's just... When he did that vaccine dance, there was no discernible punchline. Yeah. And that's to, that's to me where he gave gave the game away because it, was a it wasn't placement. like he was trying to make a joke.
1: Yeah. It was, it was just a straight-up product placement. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sad. Well, you kids, get off the lawn. Climate change is going to ruin it anyway, according to tonight's Colbert Open. Uh, I love you both. <laughs> I'll be on uh, Gutfeld later getting insulted by Joe Mackey. Uh, back after
0: this. You're listening to the best dad on the radio.
4: Can't believe you forgot my birthday.
0: You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America.
1: There it is. Bottom of the night, Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, about to become your TV buddy. Tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I will be on Gutfeld with our lovable comedy dwarf Greg Gutfeld. That's going to be a chippy one. I'm in a a raucous mood, Ken Krantz. (laughs) Ken Krantz in the new studio. He joined us for the full hour. As yeah, they say. I had
8: so much fun. Thanks, uh, uh, Jimmy.
1: Glad one of us did. Uh, kid, I love you, Krantz. You know I do. <laughs> Ken Krantz uh, filming his special December the twenty seventh at the Stress Factory. And uh, if you're listening out west, we announced this at the top of the show. I'm heading back to the Carson Nugget December the second, my favorite place. Dean and the gang will coming out to see all the KKFT listeners and the KSUE listeners. Joe Mackey going to be at the Carson Nugget before then, October twentieth and twenty first. But if you want to see me, like if you want to laugh, I'm kidding. Mackey's a, <laughs> Mackey's phenomenal. But if you want to see him, and he is phenomenal. If you guys have never seen a stand-up. It's very dark and funny like Ken's. Very dark and funny and fabulous. Uh, You will see me December the 2nd at the Carson Nugget, and if you're down in Florida, October the 20th and the 21st, Ken Krantz will be in the Sunshine City Comedy Club.
8: Sunshine City Comedy Club.
1: Boom. That is October the 20th and 21st. This show just turned into a human sandwich board. Did you notice that? I did. We were, like, analyzing the news and Taylor Swift and getting ahead in comedy, and it just turned into, like, hey, can you buy some tickets? (laughs) At the end of the day, we're just out here. We're no better than these politicians we're giving a hard time to. I kid. No, we're actually giving you a good time. And none of the proceeds of our shows will go to Ukraine so they can launder the money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it may go to a couple of Ukrainian strippers. No promises there, you know, but they'll be working here in the United States. We'll be stimulating
8: the local economy, will we not? It's called the trickle-down effect. I've heard good things about it. It's amazing. We didn't have time to get to it, but apparently you're getting divorced, you mentioned. Well, we'll cover that next time.
1: Stutter! Who knew? The guy with all the strip club analogies was going to get divorced. No one saw this one coming. The show's over. Watch Gutfeld tonight. Either way, live your best life. We love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Be a Republican, be a Democrat.
5: Just do not be a. Listen to the show ad free on Fox News Podcast
0: Plus on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.